It's the Stretch Four Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life. Yep. From me, Aaron Herzog. And me, Keenan Willis. What's up, Aaron? I'll tell you what's up, Keenan. It's the time of the summer uh, that brings my favorite basketball-related social media posts. Um, and okay. that would be the that would be the this player uh, is looking nice and thin. We're <laughs> seeing them all over the place. We're seeing Luka Doncic looks thin. We're seeing sure. Joel Embiid looks thin. And uh, when I say favorite, I I say that with a snarking, a snarking bite because <laughs> you mean it's not your favorite. It's the real doldrums of of content. The posting a player, of posting a picture of a professional athlete who hmm. is who's paid to be in great shape, usually sure. usually wearing uh, street clothes and mm-hmm. saying like they're looking they're looking slim. And <laughs> I don't think people know what I don't I don't think people know what bodies look like. That's my um, take on that. Ex- expand on that. Expand I, on that. I think that all I think that all NBA players look slim in street clothes because you are not used to uh, guys who are six foot five and above strutting around in in regular looking clothes like everybody else. And even okay. if they're wearing like a tank top and shorts, I don't think these guys body percent body fat percentages are that much different in the off season than they are during the regular season. And hmm. like maybe occasionally there's like a guy who like tri- like when like like when LeBron James like refused to eat or was like, you know, doing like a liquid diet or something like or whatever right. he did that one year, like yeah. where he was like full either like it wasn't even vegan. It was like something like even more extreme than that. It was like covering from steroids. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. He was <laughs> he was off cycle. Um, yeah. He was. Yeah. He was off cycle and not eating bread or something like he was paleo, I think, or something like that. Yeah. He, see, yeah. It, like it was, that's, that's the exactly one time was, yeah. someone actually looked skinny, like compared to what they look like. Sure. On sure. the court, at least to me, because I'm like, I don't think people are like a a quote unquote fat NBA player is like 10 percent body fat. Which would be right, the right. skinniest person you know in real life. You don't <laughs> you don't know anyone who is ten percent body fat unless you are an active athlete. Unless you're in like <laughs> like the percentage of people in your life who are ten sure. percent body fat or less is is one percent. Pretty slim. That's pretty slim. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. It's, it's so like and that is like the biggest like like Kevin Love at his fattest was like 13% body fat. And everybody yeah. was like, yeah. look at this hilarious tub of lard. <laughs> like, yeah, like take a take a Jokic, for example. Like people people clown him all the exactly. time. Exactly. People yeah. call Jokic, people call Jokic fat constantly. And he's he's a little bit sure, he's a little bit doofy. He's a little doofy. Yeah. And it's just moves, his movement that makes it look movement. worse. But then, like you see, you see him with his shirt off, and if like that was just like a a dude at like the pool, you'd be like, that guy needs to eat a sandwich, you know? <laughs> he doesn't have like because you know Jokic, he doesn't have like he's not like cut, he's not like bricked up, uh, bricked up, sure, not the right, <laughs> bricked up means something else. 
Depends on how his horses ran that day. Maybe that gets him yeah. ripped up. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not like he's not like cut. Yeah. He's not like yeah. uh, you know. He's, he's a little soft. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's a little soft, but he's like he's skinny. He's but, so skinny. Yeah. yeah, he's just he's just not chiseled. And I may have made this. I this may be a rant that I've done on the podcast before, but it's it really is that time of the year that it just like I don't know. It's just very funny. Do people like? I don't know. Maybe you have a different perspective on it. Am I well, am I way off? Like I, think- I no. I think I think some of it is just like you are only used to seeing this person in a certain context. Mm-hmm. So when they are not in that context, it's like yeah. seeing a teacher at the supermarket. You sure. know, you're like, wait, yeah. like this isn't what you're supposed to look like. You don't own regular clothes. Like, yeah. Or or like it's like Luka Doncic on an NBA court. You know, he might be at like 8% body fat and everybody around him is at 6% body fat. But then when he's standing next yeah. to his trainer, who is 18% right. body fat, he looks right. slim. Like you're right, seeing, right. You're seeing or, him next to regular people. Or they're just in a different part of their like workout regimen. Like, yeah, like uh-huh. take, take Joel, for example, because, um, you know, like I, I, I saw comments around Joe. There was, there was a picture of him, I think, with, Drew Hanlon and then somebody yeah. else uh-huh. um, talking about how how skinny. He yeah. Looks. And the people are like he, he looks thin. It's like, no, he's probably just not in full midseason lifting mode or anything yeah. or like bulk mode. And he his muscles just aren't where they normally are. Yeah. But he's or not you, like skinny. Or you know you what? Know? You know what else? You might be looking at like somebody's somebody's like face. Right. And mm. uh, they might be at the end of a workout. And they're like completely sodium depleted. Like, you know how much of a difference that like, especially when you are that like when you are that like slim, like a little bit of sodium is going to make your like face look way puffier or like you bloat or something like that. Because like NBA player, like, you know, at the end of a workout that they're going to be depleted, they're going to have no like, you know, they're going to sweat out all the, the electrolytes in their body. And like during a game, like they're like pumped up for a game. They eat like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before a game. They're all carved yeah, up yeah. with like with yeah. fuel and like ready to go. And like, you know, they're like they're all also pumped. you just he just got he spent his summer getting married. Like yeah, uh-huh. my man's he this is this has not been an average summer for him. So like yeah, yeah that's maybe, true. <laughs> maybe he had other other goals this this offseason and like yeah, you know, like or also maybe he is slimmer. Yeah, maybe so what? <laughs> so what? Maybe yeah, that's we'll, a positive. We'll see. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. I don't know, but like uh I, I think for I think Joel Embiid's game, you know, he's not he's not like a Shaq type, but I think it's very funny how like you know, this is something I saw online too. people like clowning on Shaq again and saying like saying like, you know, oh, and it's just Kobe stands being like, oh, Kobe was right. Shaq was. But like bringing his like his weight into it. And it's just like, oh, you don't like they everybody always forgets that like his coaches told him to do that. They like told him to put on a bunch of weight to like handle the way that like people beat the crap out of him getting abused. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like they they don't realize that like, you know, when they see when they see like highlights of like Orlando Shaq, they're like, he let it go. He let himself go. And it's like, no, he completely changed his game to dominate in a different way. So he can he also handle was the no way longer the... twenty four. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like there's that too. You know, pe- people age. It yeah. happens. You don't look like you did when you were 24, you know, to whoever you are commenting I mean, on. This. I mean, these people commenting on it probably are 24, so they don't. That too. That too. You know, yeah. they don't have the yeah. life experience of us, of us old heads. We're not. <laughs> We are, yeah. we are, we are officially in the old head them. I certainly don't look like I did at 24. And I think that's a positive. You know, same here. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's you know, fair. for lots, for lots of reasons. That's um, fair. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, with all that, you know, with all that being said, a fully, uh, a, a, a fully focused shack would have been would have been something what do you think what do you think percentage wise Shaq Shaq was at you know in body terms fat of, no 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 I mean oh, in terms of like, like being all in on ba- fully like, engaged yeah of being like I don't know who the low end is of like the like the Jordan the Jordan Kobe scale of being you know what I mean like a hundred percent that's sure. all you care about you're just that's that's all you give a um, shit about I would say because he had just what the one MVP season, right? Um, Shaq has more than one MVP. Kobe has one MVP. I think Shaq has a few. Does he? I'm gonna look um, it up really quick. Once again, this is where a producer would come in handy, but that's one of those things that. Oh, no, just one. Just one MVP. Yeah, which is ninety nine two thousand. That is a. Uh, that's, yeah, he should have. He should have won many. Yes, that he is should, a, he that is a shame. Yeah, um, I would say. I mean, you know, I, I think that's that's probably peak focus, Shaq. Um, I don't know, probably eighty percent, eighty-five. Shaq only has one one MVP. I thought he had a couple. I thought he had. A, I I thought he had three. I thought he. I thought he had three MVPs. Uh, he has three, three finals MVPs, all star game MVPs. MVPs. Yeah. yeah, holy, sh- there's no. no, I mean, that no. might be that might be the worst. That might be the worst. That might be the best argument against the M- to get rid of the MVP award. <laughs> like LeBron doesn't have as many as he should, but at least LeBron no. has, you know, what does he have? Four, four, I believe, yeah. Uh yeah, four time MVP. Yeah, he probably should have like six, maybe seven. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, there's I mean Shaq yeah. should have won like four or five straight, probably. Every year he was finals MVP, he probably should have been the regular season MVP too. That's wow. I'm mad now. But, well, you know well, what? actually, no, to... you know what? I take that back. Because I'm 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 looking at I'm looking at his se- like him season by season. Who actually won the MVPs? Or no, I'm just I'm just looking at him season by season games played. I'm like ah, I see why you don't have MVPs. He had From so like, the year he oh, won, he, he played had, like, he played seventy nine games. The year after that, he played seventy four games. After that, it's it's a lot of sevens. Yeah, yeah, you know, which would be fine in today's game. Yeah, but it's different. That's that's but missing would, a lot of games in in early two thousands. Yeah. Although I guess we got to get to sixty five now to win an MVP. How do you feel about that? 
um, arbitrary number that they put on the things. I agree with it. Um, in principle, yeah. I don't know if like the the number is is perfect, but um, I, yeah, I do think there should probably be a minimum games played. I mean, yeah, there are things like that in baseball. You know, for like yeah. you know, you have to have a certain percentage of you know. However, it works. Baseball is like a a more <laughs> complicated like. You like whoever right, right. you have to have certain percentage of the league leader of at bats or something to qualify yeah, some, or whatever something it is. Silly, yeah. Be within this yeah. percentage points of the average of something. Like baseball makes it complicated. But yeah, I mean you figure you figure sixty-five games, that puts you at basically eighty percent of, of the regular season. I th- I think that's fair. I mean, you miss more than twenty percent of the year. Should you? Really I, I was going to say, and it really is just arbitrary because if somebody's missing a quarter of the games, voters probably aren't. They're gonna they're gonna knock them for that. They're gonna take you know like sure, sure. When's the last time, you know, before this was like an official rule, has anyone won MVP missing a quarter of the season or you know? Um, it's not. It's probably not something. Uh, the, you know, we're going to have access to. I mean, I can, I can just, I can pick, I can pick guys who I think would be in Most, that conversation. Yeah. Uh, least amount of games I mean, played by a player to win MVP. <laughs> I mean, Joe Ma- last year had 66, so he barely would have qualified. Carl Malone has the fewest games by an MVP with 49 games, but that's 98, 99. Was that a lockout year? Uh yes. Yes. Or was that 97 98? I think that I think that was 98 99. Yeah, it was um, 99 lockout, yeah. Yeah, 99. So that was a lot. So there were only 50 games that year. So he played he yeah, played in 98% yeah. of the games. I was going to say Carmelo didn't really miss games, so um but then so we've got uh we've got Bill Walton had 58 in 77 78. LeBron Oof. had 62 in 2011, 2012. Was that the lock? Was that the lockout year? Was that when they only played? That sounds right because Bron doesn't really miss games either, especially yeah. at that point in his career. 2011, 2012. That... Yeah, 2011. Yeah, there was no, a lockout. Was... Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that was when the season began on Christmas. Right, right. And then everybody, and then people being like, "This is how this the NBA should wait." This should, yeah, we should, we should always do that. Uh, Giannis had sixty three, but that's twenty nineteen twenty, so that's you know a shortened season. Bob Cousy yeah. sixty four, and then Joel Embiid sixty six. Bill yeah, Russell, how many, how many Bill Russell sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> how many games I, were they playing then, though? Back in uh, in fifty six fifty seven, yeah, I don't know. This doesn't like it doesn't say percentage of games. It just says you know least amount of games. Right, right. Yeah, there were seventy two games in the season then. Yeah, so that doesn't. It's not. It's not exactly it's the not, same. Not as bad. It's very funny. Uh, Bob Cousy's stats from that year. It they just have points and field points per game and field goals made. That's the only thing that they have from that year. That's like, all you need. And then like free throws, it, like nothing else was tracked. That's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, AI, so it looks like probably AI. Seventy one. When, when you look at era, 
like era adjusted, you know? Yeah. 71. That's only missing 11 games in a season. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a rule that they put in, but it doesn't seem like it's really needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a self self policing rule. I guess it's like, it's more of a rule to, to halt the progress of resting people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, more, yeah. It's it's it's, 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 it's not rule. about it's not about the award. It's about curbing. Yeah, it's curbing about, load management. Sure, yeah, especially so for from like top players in the league because it's not just for MVP. It's for any award. It's for all NBA. It's for right. it's for any of those accolades, which now translate to money. Right, right, exactly. That, that's all. That's all contractual stuff. So, yeah, yeah so I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know. This is like something where it's like it's it's in that weird like it's in that weird ground of like I understand like you know people are like well you know some people can only go to one NBA game a year and they they show up and if all the good players are rested they're going to be upset and it's like that's not on the players that's on the league and the schedule that you know what I mean like that like or like I mean uh, uh... It's like a, it's like a, it's like a labor thing, you know. Like, if, I, sure, like, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't really like. I get it. I, I get it, and I, 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 I do feel bad for the person that you know. You're saying if you're a real fan, don't just buy tickets. Know who, know when they last played, when they play again. No, <laughs> not even that. Just like, I mean, like shit happens, you know. Like, I feel bad, but like, I'm, I'm. As much as as much as the fans are important to the league, mm-hmm. the Miami Heat are not playing to make this ten year old happy. They are playing to win a championship, and they're going to do what is in the best interest of their organization that puts their organization in the best position to win a championship. I understand it's entertainment to a certain extent, and you don't have a league without the fans, but. You're you're gonna take the ring and little Johnny and Susie. You're disappointed, like so be it. Uh, you know, there's a, to a certain extent, I don't really feel that bad about that. Like, I I don't I don't have the beef with load management from a you you should be putting on a show for the fans every night. Like, no, put putting on a show for the fans is winning a championship. Yeah, that's uh, that is like the. I don't know. There's there's so many goals with sport. You know what I mean? There's so many goals with sports. There's there's the one-off stories that you hear that it's like, you know, the kid with a sign that's like, I drove 2,000 or I traveled 2,000 miles to see LeBron and LeBron's not playing tonight. Like, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That, that stinks. But like, uh, that stinks. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. The fan that that happens to probably gets a better experience by LeBron not playing because TV TV picks up the signs and by the end of the game, you're meeting LeBron in the tunnel. So, like, you you probably end up with a better experience. I mean, yeah, sure. If he meets LeBron in the tunnel, that's a better experience. At the very least, they, like, get some sneakers or something. Like, if, if I've heard the story... LeBron has heard the story, you know. Yeah, like, and mm. they'll rec- they'll rectify that. So yeah, it's not it's not that they don't care, but like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. 
it's yeah because like there are but like ultimately what is the point of sports you know what i mean like yeah it's a job for it's a job it's a job but it's a job because of because of fans because of fans who like put money into it but that like it also translates back into like the marketing and the television and you know the star power that they that they like are going to see because it's you know world class people doing things better than anybody else do, do it in the whole world and to be able to do that they need I guess proper rest and what what do you mean you guess I don't know I'm just thinking like I you know I I look at I look at my workplace there's there's support folks that. I love to work with and I am fans of working with. I'm not going to get mad at them for, for going on vacation yeah, so they course. can be the, so they can be the best version of themselves that the, that they can be when they are present. Like yeah, sometimes like, people got to take a break. No, I, of course. Yeah. People need to take a break, but I'm saying that like, yeah, I'm not against NBA players taking <laughs> breaks. What I'm, what I'm against is the way that they like, the, the NBA seems to be like trying to crack down on players taking breaks and they're doing sure. it in, in the wrong way. They're trying to like mess with their money. They're trying to yeah. be like, okay, you have to play this many games or you're not eligible for these awards that is, that are tied into your, to your bonuses, your salary, yeah. that the amount of money you can make, which is a different, which is another problem altogether. Well, you know, like the league that's, that's, I mean, the league, the, the league is handling the awards part, but, the league is not mandating that awards be tied to bonuses in your contract. That sounds like if you don't want that, you should talk to your agent. No, but, but it, I mean, it literally is you're, you're like eligible for like a super max. If you make all NBA sure. And you're eligible sure. and you're not eligible for as much money. If you don't win those awards. Sure. Prizes, sure. But you know. that's a, that's a labor issue that if the players association really has a beef with, yeah, you can go to the table on that one. Like mm -hmm. y'all agreed to have that be tied to your performance and bonuses, so you can't really be mad if it's tied to your performance and bonuses. Like you, you signed up for that, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this is mm -hmm. like they signed up for it, and now there's a new rule mm -hmm. to less like to I don't know to like enforce things on them to but, you know what i mean because like ultimately this is, but this is like, what we just established it's not really affecting anything how many players are making all nba first team and are not playing 65 games in a season you know like it's yeah. uh, it's not like that's happening so it's not it's not a it's not about that we 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 already established that it's not a, it's not about that it's a it's about load management that's all it is okay but like but the nba is trying to crack down on load management and the way to yes. do that is to adjust their scheduling. The way to do right. that is to no, change I agree. the way that they schedule things, not just I penalize yes. players for for taking I, time I, yes. off. Yes, I'm 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 with you there. I'm with you there. When I, I guess when I'm saying I don't I don't feel bad about load management, it's not from a fuck those fans. It's just like I don't feel the onus is on the players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or on the organization. Mm -hmm. because they're just protecting their investment. Yeah, I think it's... we've I think we've been in an agreement the whole time. We just took <laughs> we just took the long way to get there. That's fine. That's okay. That's fair. That's fair. I yeah, because I just uh, yeah. If you want 
if you want guys to play every game, we can go down to a 60 game season. Yeah. Uh huh. Cause and that's really, that'll, you know, that's all, mess that's with all the that team. matters. Anyway. That'll mess with the team's money too. Sure. In a different way. Yeah. Cause everyone's making less money yeah. as opposed to certain people making less money. Yeah. I have, I, I, there's one thing you said in the middle of this, of this discussion that I want to address. <laughs> And uh, anybody who takes a vacation so they can, quote unquote, be their best at work when they come back. <laughs> you're That's not the reason. You're That's hurt. not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to, to fix your priorities if that's why you're saying, hey, I take vacation. So when I get back, I can be 110 percent from a boss. <laughs> You reevaluate no, your that's, priorities. That's the, uh, 100 percent. I agree with you there. I will say this though, with low management. it does. You do come back from a you do come back from a vacation a little rejuvenated, and you know those those little things. Hopefully. that I mean, yeah, hopefully, and those you know those those little things that were that were really, uh, you know, those little annoyances that bother you big time, like right when you when you need a vacation, like that's when you yeah. notice it. You know, like yeah, yeah, oh, oh, these little tiny things that are just like a normal small annoyance of my work are really making me want to scream. I think I need a, a little bit of a break. Well, so the the thing is, you either come back rested or you come back clear headed. That like, nah, that does bother me, and I need to, I need to get out oh, of here. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like it's one, it's one, it's one of the two. Uh, Vic, but I, I will say, oh. I, I do have beef with and I blame I blame Pop for this because I feel like he was the first coach that I saw in the Spurs were the first team that I saw doing this like wholesale. Um, I do have beef at work when it's not one person that I like, but it's the whole department that seems to be off at the same time. I do have beef when it's not one star is sitting tonight. It's oh, my starting five is out tonight. OK, yeah. That when it's just we're that we're does throw it in the towel for this game. We're we're just kneeling. Yeah, like that that kind of that does bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Both from a from a from a fan standpoint and just from a competitive standpoint. Like, yeah, not not just saying like, that your backups can't win a game, but like uh, this isn't a preseason game. You yeah. Know? Like just like during a game, you might stagger minutes. So one of your stars is always on the floor. It's kind of right. like, you know, you take that macro approach to staggering, yeah. staggering, yeah. sitting people. We don't have to all sit at the same time. Yeah. Unless you have unless there's like, I don't know, in certain cases, I think it's fine. Like if you have some sort of statement game coming up, like a team that you really want to a team that you really want to be fully rested for. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I guess but like that's another <laughs> thing with like, you know, how, you know, the NBA season. How important is any one singular game? You know, no matter what it is, no matter what the rivalry is, no matter what, you know. One win is one win. One loss is one loss. It's not. Yeah, but, you know, it's not the NFL. Um, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. It's still not a league you just want to give away losses. No, you do. I mean, you want to win any any game that you should win. You want to win. Because yeah. there are enough are enough games that like, you know, schedule losses, you know, you're going to get you're going to get yeah. so many like schedule losses. You're going to get so many like losses due to injury or like, sure. like resting people. Um, so, yeah, you do want to you do want to win the ones that like you should. 
sure yeah but it's not it's not like yeah you you losing one game is going to swing you from maybe a bye to not making the playoffs like it can in the nfl yeah one of those one of those real weird seasons like (laughs) everybody's stacked up um yeah unless you're in the west (laughs) certainly not happening in the east It's weird how that switched so quickly because the East, the East has been like, you know, the junior circuit for a while. And then they had a moment where the East was, was back. And now it's, now it's gone that quickly. I It was, yeah, it was like for like two seasons, it was like, oh, the best, the best one or maybe two teams might be in the West. But then the yeah. next like eight to 10 be- good, like are all Eastern Conference yeah. teams. Right, right. And now that is, uh, everyone went back out west. Yeah, Kyrie left, KD left. You know, Russ left. Everybody went back west. Harden about to about to go west. Well, Aaron, how does this how does this end? I don't see how this ends. I it, nothing would surprise me if he comes back and if he comes back and plays. If he comes back and doesn't play, if he comes back and tries, if he comes back and doesn't try, if it's all been some sort of 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 strange joke that the Sixers are playing on everyone, if it's all some sort of strange distraction joke that they're trying to pull some sort of covert ops, some co-intel, some... It's <laughs> co-intel pro? That's yeah, what's, that's co- what's going on yeah. right now? Uh-huh, yeah. There's some co-intel pro. They're sending people letters. They're being like, we have uh, we have, we have, have videos of you uh, cheating on your wives. You might as well... You, you should probably kill yourself. You should just end it all. Yeah, you're an embarrassment uh-huh. to your team. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be it's it, it's gonna hurt your move. It's gonna hurt your movement when this comes out God. against you. You should just, you know, you should just you should just quit, King. You should just yeah. Quit. If Jay uh- Edgar Hoover <laughs> is somehow behind it, I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> I mean, but like genuinely, I I don't I don't see how. Starting with Harden's side, I don't see how he gets a victory here outside of us just deciding to give him exactly what he wants, which I'm sure is probably what he thinks is going to happen. Yeah. But, like, I don't see how he gets a victory. If he reports to camp, unless unless it is a pure bait-and-switch, and like he's like, yeah, I'm, 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 I will, I will be a good participant, and I will go out here and play, and then he stinks it up on the and court, just like, yeah, uh huh, you know, which would be that would be hilarious. I'm I, a, we've I'm seen a, it, we've seen this happen before. I'm a Sixers fan. It would be hilarious if he, but it's not good for him though. No, it isn't good. No, it's not. So, like, and I it's not going to get him where he wants to go. Like his yeah. reputation, his reputation is already like kind of like it's it's it's, it's hanging cra- by it's a thread. Yeah, it's hanging by a thread. The only like, way he salvages his reputation is if he comes back and is a model citizen, so yeah. to speak. And that, but then yeah. he loses his like 
that 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 gets his reputation for amongst teams, but he kind of loses his reputation publicly after repeating like, this statement. You know, for, like oh yeah, for like yeah, know, he's really painted himself into a corner because yeah, like for him to really get what he wants, which is trade to the Clippers, he's got to the Clippers have to play to, by the rules. The, yeah, the, and the Clippers have to want to give up something of kind of value you know what i mean some some sort of value for him and it's not even about this move it's about his next it's about next year you've got to you've got to make people trust that yeah you are worth investing in in next offseason yes because that's when his yeah that's when he he will no longer be under contract yeah and that's why he that's also why he wants to get traded because he wants to go to a team that'll have his bird rights he doesn't just want to sit you know, he doesn't sure. just want to have to sign in free agency because then he'll have to because what teams have what teams have free agent money or uh, like a lot of money to give him next season. Haha, sorry, James. Like, it's Philly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and like are the are the Clippers really going over the tax to keep you? Are they really? Uh-huh. I don't think so. Well, uh, can they restructure everybody? Can like Paul George and Kawhi like restructure? Ne- like if they really they're both free agents. Game? Yeah, they're both free agents. So can so they, like yeah yeah could they, they can could all they stick all, around they, and they can all they do all some big sort three of like it? sure yeah but like no that's not gonna happen. Like are they gonna do that to play with James Harden? Sure. Could, is everybody gonna take a hometown discount? Because if I'm not mistaken, they're all LA guys. But like, sure. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it. And and honestly, if that's your ultimate goal, then sure, fantastic. I hope I hope you get that. Just they got go a new with... <laughs> they got a new arena opening up. Like yeah, you know, sure. But like, I wouldn't bet on it. Here's so like if it gets down to it, if the standoff. You know the standoff continues, and it gets close to the the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. The Sixers kind of lose the leverage that any leverage that they have now, anyway, right? Because every like, day the regular season goes on, we have less and less leverage. Yes, yeah, because the closer it gets to the trade deadline, well, well no, no, actually, no, no, because, because because like you mentioned, he needs to get traded. You know what I mean. We don't need to trade it. He's not playing for us next year either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, is it could is it get get something or lose him for nothing? Sure. But more the value for us is uh the cap space if we're being if we're being real about it. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know that we lose that much leverage. Okay. Maybe we maybe we do organizationally in terms of what we could get back for him, yeah. but I think he loses more leverage. Every day that he is not traded, because if he just doesn't, if he if he doesn't play all year, or if he doesn't play up to some sort of reasonable level of expectation, because well, yeah, like, he he has to earn a contract next year. Yeah, and like it, with it the money that like he, he just, wants, it's yes, exactly. That's the key with the money that he wants, because it's like if he just wants to play and like go somewhere, he could Westbrook, he'll get a job. Absolutely, he could, he could yeah. get a three million dollar contract with any. He's team still that an all star. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's still an all-star. He's just not a max player. Yeah, exactly. And He'll he get... thinks he's a max player. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, any team would give him probably like 20, 25 mil a year, but sure. that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for 40 a year or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I it's I don't I don't see how he gets that without going back on what he said. I don't see how he gets that at all. I don't see how any team that's not I mean, just like in desperate in like what team gives him a max contract? If he it's, hadn't fucked it up, us <laughs> like maybe if he if 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 none of this offseason awkwardness happens, he comes back, he opts in, yeah, and has a another all star year, maybe even improves on last year. I don't know. I don't know if we you think we like would full a full five year max at like this point in his career. What is he thirty five? Would it would it be a good idea? Absolutely not. But like. But maybe we do it. Maybe we do. Just to keep that window open. I think it would also depend on, you know, obviously it would depend on how the season ended for us. But like, yeah, just so we could trade uh, the Tobias contracts for another Albatross, just, just another just terrible contract hanging around our neck. Oh, my God. Imagine James Harden on a max contract five years from now. At 40? Imagine, like, like, yeah. <laughs> or, at, or at like, what, like, 38, like, like 38, like a 38-year-old. Yeah. James Harden making whatever like sixty million dollars a year, yeah. or whatever the max is at yeah. that point. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we would give him a full max. I think it'd be like a three year max deal. Yeah, you I know, mean, I, he'd get like that Kyrie deal. I could even live with that. I would have been. I would have been fine with that. I yeah. I would have been fine with that. I would not have him loved and, it. Him and Joel and Maxi, and then like pieces around them. Yeah, I would have been okay with it. It would have been like. We've been like, all right, this is this is it because we made we made this bed. We made exactly. We it's made like, this, this is what bed, you have to like, do. This is what we yeah uh huh. But it's like now this is that's what not really an option. This is what everything the team did over the past five years that you know tr- yeah. trading Jimmy led to this point. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I I don't see how this ends. I don't see. I don't. I have no. I will not be surprised by. Literally any option. If he comes back, if he comes back and is and like, it's like completely turns around and like loves playing in Philadelphia again, I would not be full. I would that would not fully surprise me. That's probably the least. Sure. That's probably the sure. least percentage option that's out there. <laughs> but but like, I wouldn't be fully surprised by it. But like, if he's back he, and just I don't know what he won't be. If he's, what if does he's he back want and mopey, than, what do you do? Because what I don't know what his I think I think the I think the hard the the hard thing to know what's what's going to happen is because it's hard to know what he even wants. To what does he want here? Is that it? Is just not and being in Philadelphia what he wants? I think he I think he wants to go to another team that he feels like he may have a chance to be in their long term paid future but uh, so just so the the another team part is the only i think the, the only I think variable team, there you know because yeah, he could i think it's be another team the... because it's because he hadn't heard that it, he hadn't heard it from us yeah know? is it just that is it just we needed to hold his hand a little more and like re pat him on the back and reassure him that we were going to give him give him a nice a nice payday at the end of the contract 
Like, is I mean, that look at it? His history. Is it? Is look that? At, look at just, Because if that's it, if that's all it takes, then this is on Maury. If that's what it is, then it's on Maury. He's worked with him long enough to know that that's what he he should know his personality enough that he knows that he needed to like, you know. I don't think it's that. I mean, I think it's the money. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's the it's the it's the money. But like, I think the only reason it's another team is because I think he realizes it's not going to be here. Yeah, he doesn't think he's going to get anything close to what he. Yeah. And it's interesting because like there's not many better situations for it to happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So to a logical person that would say maybe it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, he's. He is who he is. He really is a interesting. Case study in like. You know, the you know, I don't know, psychology of like because he, he really does like. He's vocal about what he wants. He talk. He talks about it. He he puts it out there. He's yeah. not doing things behind closed doors, and he gets a lot of shit for it because this is the you know third team that he's openly been like, nah, I don't want to yeah. be here. Yeah, which like you know people don't like, and people feel people feel bad I would about argue it. Fourth, <laughs> but that's a different conversation. OKC. Like if you look at the way things ended in OKC. It was like, well, do I think Sam Presti made a mistake? Yeah, yes. but it was over like a very little bit of money. Yeah, it was over a real little bit of money. And really, he he said, you didn't give me enough time to make a decision. Yeah. How much? Did you not know what the options were? Like, how yeah. much How much time do you need to decide on this? Are, yeah, are you not like thinking ahead? Like, do you do not you, know that this is coming up? Like, do you not have yeah. like people around? Like, who was his? Wasn't Rich Paul his agent? No, he was. He was forever agentless. Oh, really? Yeah, or not for not forever. I'm sure he he probably had an agent early on, but for the majority of his career, I think throughout the Houston years, he was agentless. Like, you could go to like, you like there are resources for nobodies to go on the internet and look at. You could see like what your your team your favorite team's cap situation is how many players are under are under contract for like the next five years you could compare that's it to not other hard teams. like you can look at all this there are resources yeah. for all of this that have been around for years how is someone in his camp not preparing him for this being like hey the team's gonna have to make a decision like Hey, oh, mm-hmm. it's all fun now. You have these like three, four young players who are all gelling together, but like somebody's gonna have to get paid, somebody's gonna have to take a sacrifice, something's mm-hmm. going to happen here. We need to be prepared for you know, we need to talk about okay. talk about the situation that's going to come up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Are people not doing this? Are people not like I... looking ahead? And that's that's where I that's where I look back at James and I'm like, what what world do you live in? Because if you don't see the reality of the situation, like everybody else sees this, it doesn't take much for like a casual observer to see this. Why don't you see this? Do you not have the right people around you being real with you or what? Like even just hearing that his agent didn't want him to make that statement about Maury and calling oh, him yeah. a real uh-huh. Like, 
what do you, how many times do you have to, how many times do you need to learn this lesson? I mean, you know, we all, but know I guess people, he hasn't really learned it yet. We all know people in our, in our personal lives who like can't be told sure. what to do. And if you sure. tell them not to do something, it's only going to make them want to do it more and like sure. are impulsive and like will say things that come into their head, no matter without thinking True. about the, the consequences of it or, you know what I True. mean? And True. Just like, True. Yeah. True. I mean, for all the for all the just holding the ball and dribbling around that James Harden does in his in on the floor, you'd think that he would be as considerate about things. You know, he really runs the clock down. He takes yeah. all the he takes all the time in the shot clock on the floor. He's living yeah. his life completely the opposite off the floor. Well, I mean, I think I think you know, largely he's been rewarded for it. He has just put people in position. He has started his dribble with eight seconds left in the shot clock and and made the defense just commit to one thing. But like, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see who wins here. If I had to put myself in James Harden's in, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to, to think like somebody else. You know what I mean? I have I have the type of brain where sure. I yeah for uh, to a detriment I'm just like why doesn't everybody just think like me I know that's bad I know it's a bad no way to live, I I'm that's but I'm similar. like yeah. I'm like if everybody just approached things like I did it would be a great world if we <laughs> you know it would be it would be sure. great you sure. know if yeah. everybody had the same level of like uh, you know ambitions and thoughts and whatever. Why is it everyone analyzing every possible outcome? Yeah, all the time. But if I had to put myself into James Harden's brain, or in terms of like this situation, this is the closest estimation that I can get to the way that his his he's he's thinking about. You know, everybody else is looking at James Harden and seeing a player who's not the same as you know 2017, 2018 MVP James Harden. Sure. You know, so of of a guy who was who was one of the best like you know singular offensive weapons uh in the NBA. Yeah. Everybody else sees that. James Harden sees a guy who was playing with Kyrie and and uh KD and the team was vastly better when he was playing than when he wasn't. Sure. The sure. number the numbers show that he was the the driving force of that team that he sure. held it together until it all fell apart. Sure. And a guy who went to Philadelphia and took a back seat to an MVP, Joel Embiid, for a season and a half was the or second, or made him an MVP. The or made him or in yeah, if, if this is James's brain, or took a guy who was second place two years at, uh, uh, running in the MVP, yeah. and then oh, his first full season with me, he finally got over the hump because yeah. of me and my sacrifices. Right. Because so I put him in a position to be there. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else sees him as someone whose numbers are going down, who's a step slower, who's not getting to the rim the same, which affects the way that people can guard his shot. You know, uh, it takes away some of his offensive, his sure. offensive weapons, takes some some out of his bag. He sees rule changes as, have yeah have mm -hmm, the rule changes. changes the game too, yeah. He sees himself as someone who has sacrificed and is still putting up all star caliber numbers, leading the league in assists, scoring twenty two whatever points a game. Uh, made mm -hmm. another guy an MVP. Was the best player on the Nets team with KD and Kyrie. 
that's what he sees himself. Put up forty so he, twice. Yeah, against the Celtics. Exactly. Yeah, sure. yeah won yeah. a game. Won a game on the road without the MVP in the playoffs against yeah. the team that eventually beat them in the in the series uh, because sure. he didn't play anywhere near that well in <laughs> the rest of the series. Game six or seven or any of the other. Yeah, but like yeah, that's sure. what he sees if he's looking at himself. Sure, you know? of course, of course, we're always going to see our 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 best. Yeah, but you have to recognize what the market is, though. Yeah, because I. But I think he, quite thinks, honest, he like, thinks the market's wrong. And right, but you're not going to beat the market. Well, and you're also not going to change the market by just you can't just complain and say yeah. hey you can't say hey market you're wrong. You have to, yeah. you know, you, you, have, have, to you have to prove show it. it. You have to do something to shift the market's perspective. And and quite honestly, at this point, it's not even his ability. I think that's really the primary deterrent. Yeah, it's, it's that you can't trust him. It, it, it's his mercurial nature at this point. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I wouldn't want to bring like... that into uh into my organization. How at this point, I mean, even when he was coming to Philadelphia, it was like, how long until he's not going to be happy here? Right. The answer was a season and a half. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's sometimes sometimes it's not sometimes people don't want you and it's not because you're no longer effective. It's because you hurt more than you help. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sure that he's there yet, but he's he's hurting himself more than he's helping himself. Yeah. But it, it'll it'll be fascinating. the The league still seems to think that we'll be fine if you look at the number of national games that we have. So I guess I guess it all works out. You got to put the MVP on TV. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Didn't uh, put the two-time MVP on TV all that much. In uh, well, in terms of in terms of Giannis, not in terms of Jokic. Oh yeah, I was going to say yeah. in terms of like because Denver, Denver in general is not on national television that much. Like a lot of uh, it has to do with their time weird zone issue. Time zone. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but no, they they still have a, a good amount of of national games this year. I think they have more than more than the Sixers like, do, obviously. But. They're the only team in that. So, so, like all their away games are in normal time zones. They could put them on national TV for as many away games as they want, or just start those games an hour later. Yeah, yeah. Start them at like it's not it's not that hard to do that. Yeah, exactly. We're all we're all adults. We can stay up an hour later. <laughs> in Denver, there's plenty to do in downtown Denver. You can, or even earlier, or Den- yeah, or start or even, earlier, or yeah. even earlier. I don't know. Well, I guess it would be an hour. Would it be an hour earlier? No, or two, I guess it would be two yeah. hours to make it make sense. But... Yeah, so later would be better. But like, it's not that hard. I don't know. I don't know, Keenan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, would not be surprised by any ending whatsoever to the James Harden situation. 
which means something's going to come that we don't even that we don't even expect. There's going to be some weird out of left field option. Here's I mean, I guess the... I don't I don't plan on feeling better about the Philadelphia 76ers for a while. Um Yeah, probably not. I mean, you got you got a uh... Ferk looking decent on the international stage right now. Um, Maxi, Maxi's continued ascendance, knock on wood. Um, He's working with Drew Hanlon. But I do more harm than good, honestly. Um, you know, he'll, you know, at, at the very least, he's buying, uh, you know, someone to, to, to shout him out on social media. Yeah, sure. You know, to really sure. talk him up, to really talk him up on social media. That's that's the the you know when you when you hire Drew Handlin to train you, you at least get somebody in your corner on Twitter. I mean, so like I, okay, how did real real quick? How do how do we feel about like? Because and I know we've we've touched on this, but like, are players too skilled at this point? Like to the point that they go, don't know. Go on. Like the to the point that they're not playing the game. They're like working on moves, you know, or like they're they're interesting. They're doing a move as opposed to like seeing what the defense is giving you and just reading and reacting. So you know what instead I mean? of so they like they they get the ball, they're in their spot, and they're like, all right, I'm gonna do I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do like a jab step right dribble crossover step back and like no matter yeah. what happens and like, like that's what's happening yeah. yeah regardless of what the defense does well because like ultimately ultimately the training that you're doing right you do those repetitive training moves to mm. get the muscle memory so when the defense gives it to you recognize like oh okay the defensive standing this way this is what mm. i should like it should be so you could recognize it and then just have the muscle memory to do it Right, but, but I, I feel like that's not how these things get drilled these days. Like, it's yeah. just repeat this combo over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then you the have it, that, and then like, it's in your bag. That's what you're doing, yeah. And then it's and then it's like, oh, this is a move in my bag, and I'm going to, like, almost like Tecmo Super Bowl. It's like, I've got these eight moves. This time down the right. floor, I'm going to pick move number one. Right. Next time down the floor, I'm going to pick move number three. And, like, yeah. I, I just – it's rock, paper, scissors – it's right. not like, yeah, uh huh, yeah. And, and so, like, if the defense, I, if the defense guesses that I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this this time, then I lose. And if they, do, I'm you committed. Know, yeah, that's uh -huh. that's what I that's what I, and you know, this is maybe that's this is just a criticism of Joe because I feel like I see Joe do that a lot. Hmm. Where he just makes a decision to do it's, it's one like, thing. Yeah, this or is another. what I'm. This is what I'm gonna do. And what works for him is, you know, that he's what seven one or whatever. Yeah, he's got the size. He's got. He the, can get. Yeah, he can he get can, the shot off regardless. Yeah. Uh huh. But it's not a good shot necessarily, and I worry, like, you know, someone that's a foot shorter. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like K KD too. Like KD has yeah. the ability to get off like any shot, even if he doesn't like fully get the. You know, it's like a huge advantage you know it was you know dirk dirk had yeah. that dirk right. had that ability like you know right and then at that point it's really just kind of like perfecting the shot 
like getting the touch right. from wherever you are. Because right. if you That's could like, get yeah, off, yeah. if you could get off any shot, you just need to know what sort of touch you need to have from any spot on the floor. That helps. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have a little helps. bit of a you have a little bit of an advantage, other than like a you know, Allen Iverson. <laughs> but like you see it with Tatum too, um, who, if I'm not mistaken, also works out he with works you. With, like, yeah, you see with him sometimes it's like, why did you do all that? The defense was like, like the defense was giving you baseline. How did you end up in the paint? Yeah. Like just, it's just take like, what they're you, giving. Did you just make this decision to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know. You do see runs. You see people post runs uh, mm. pretty often with like, you know, pretty high end, lots of NBA players on the floor runs. Right. But, but how much defense is being played in those? Yeah. No one's, no one's actually playing D they're just getting to their spot. And 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 like do and 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 here's the thing. I guess there's a difference between knowing where you want to get to versus knowing what move you want to take to get there. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, getting to the spot and the actual like process of getting there. Right. Like you look. You look at like Kobe talked about this a, a fair amount um, when you like go through film. You'd be like. Yes, were there spots I wanted to get to on the floor where I wanted to score? Absolutely. But like once I was there, I'm reading the defense to see yeah. what they're giving me. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a specific type of shot or I'm gonna spin, pivot, whatever it is, one way based on what they're giving me to get the shot that I want. Mm-hmm. As opposed to I'm gonna get to this spot to do my move or i'm gonna take my move to get to this spot and it doesn't matter what they're giving me i don't know i just i i worry about that sometimes with when you see these guys working out with with trainers and it's not a simulated game like you never see anyone playing defense yeah yeah or they're just out there with those like extenders those like things where you oh you got to shoot it over this or like yeah it's like how do you learn how to make a decision based on that Mm mm-hmm like you definitely need to commit the skills to memory, and obviously we're only seeing what they want us to see. We're only seeing what they share with us. So like, so you're saying everybody just needs yeah. to go back to Kevin McHale. You just got the basic post package, you know. You got the you got the the hook, but then you got the step through, and then you got the <laughs> you know you got the drop step, but then you got the fake drop step, and it's just like six moves, and it's just like once they you know you react to what the defense is giving you. Based on uh, you know whether you're doing the up and under or just the the hook shot or whatever, the Kevin McHale I mean, post package needs to come back. I mean, it's like putting somebody in a kitchen. Like you can put someone in a in a kitchen with with high end ingredients, but you still gotta know what to use and how and when to use it and yeah. when to uh-huh. yeah. Like it's it's not just about yeah yeah. You, know, you, you can't just, you can't you, just you can't sprinkle truffle on everything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good that's a that's that's an interesting point and I it's not a discussion that I've heard. And and I I, I kind of I just talk, worry about it. Yeah, about just people like just being like, "All right, I just want to do it. because like, yeah, you see like and you see a lot of people being like, "Oh, Giannis doesn't have a bag." Like, but Giannis is like he's like assessing incredibly he looks, skilled. 
Yeah, he looks at the he, but like he looks at the floor, and he doesn't need to do some sort of like weird move. He just takes what the defense gives him, and a lot of that yeah. is like just gazelling his way to the floor to the hoop because he's like that's his, that's that's what works best for him. But why shouldn't he do that? Why should yeah, he? It's have un, to do it's under like control and efficient. Weird, yeah. yeah, he shouldn't have to do some sort of like weird dribble move when he can like. You know, he's got the like longest steps anyone has ever seen and can and is also like stronger than most players. Right. And this I don't I don't want this to come off as like Joel just needs to, you know, get his back to the basket on the block and like no, uh-uh. go to work. But but like sometimes sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that, that's what that the defense is giving you, like, you know, like Joel's not the best at like passing out of double teams. He's not the best. He's still not the best passer, which is also reaction and giving what right. the defense, you know, and taking what the defense gives you, you know. Yeah. So it, it is part of the game that might be, I don't know, for certain players or certain types of players being like trained out of them. Because like, yeah. well, I can do these things. I can do these moves, and I definitely, you know, now that you now that you mentioned it, I definitely notice it with, you know, notice it in in Joel's game. And and he's a guy. Again, granted, you only see what you want, what they they show you, but he's a guy you never see working out with other people, like in a run. Over yeah, summer. not in a run. You know what you'll I mean? see him doing like one on one drills. You'll see yeah. like Mo Bamba guarding him, like yeah, you know, while they're they're doing like sorts of you know drills with drew hanlon or something or going up against tatum one-on-one right but he's he's i'm i never see you just running five on five interesting i've seen him more doing that more of the general public than i have with high level basketball players i feel like i was thinking about this concept recently but like in the complete opposite context in that like when i when i play basketball i'm completely reacting to what the defense mm-hmm. is doing and what the defense is giving me i am never i never get the ball and think like where do i want to get typically like not not mm-hmm. often i'm getting the ball and thinking what is the defense doing where are my guy like okay am i going to uh, you know what am i going to do based on what the defense is i never proactively force the situation and right. it's probably good to have a balance of both to make the defense react to you sure you know depending on depending on your role on the team you know what i mean i'm not exactly our our go-to option anymore and uh, you know in my sure um in most games that i'm playing some pickup games i am (laughs) but like you can not in my league you can you can still be the guy that the offense runs through and not you know, have your moves be scripted like the first 15 plays of an NFL game, you know, like, yes, there's, there's a certain amount of, of creativity that you need, but there's a certain amount of just read and react that you need too. So I don't, I don't know. I, 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 and I guess where I, where I see it becoming a problem more is that like that, that one-on-one skills trainer just comes in more and more earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got like, you know, like high school kids, even middle school kids that are going through these just like extremely skill heavy workouts, but they're not playing basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like one on, it's like they're training for like a one on one tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you are, you are incredibly skilled. But you don't know how to play basketball. Mm hmm. And so, like, there's, I that's that's where the the concern comes in, and and like with a guy like Joe, 
to a certain level, yeah, he does know how to play basketball. He's 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 been playing basketball for what maybe 15 years. Yeah. Maybe. You know, it all comes down to it always comes back to probably the 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 best thing that Bill Simmons has ever written about basketball. And, you know, for all of for all of his going off the rails as he ages things with him in, <laughs> in the game of basketball, his the, the thing that he pulled from his conversation with Isaiah Thomas uh uh, that he wrote about in his book and just like the secret of basketball is that it's not about basketball. It's not about the skill. It's about, it's about some sort of like mind meld with the other four guys that you're on the floor <laughs> yeah. with. It's about yeah. knowing, it's about knowing when to be unselfish. It's about like knowing your role. It's about yeah. knowing like where you should be, when, when you should put your put your you know when you should be aggressive and when you should like pull back and take what the defense yep. gives you it's yeah. not just about the skills you can do it's not just about the the ticks of boxes it's not about right. the, the 2k ratings you right. know it's not about right. you know your your three-point shooting your mid-range shooting your close shooting your you know Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, There's... sure. That's a great, you know, individual player or, you know, one-on-one -on -one player or, you know, just skilled guy. That's why Kyrie, Kyrie is probably one of the most skilled basketball players of all time. Yeah. Skill-wise, like he ticks yeah. every there's single no, box. There's nothing he can't do. He can do yeah. everything. And it's also why his teams have historically been better when he doesn't play. <laughs> like he's yeah. the, he is the kind of perfect example of that skill wise he's amazing yeah he's no. so just individually skilled at basketball but his teams no. have never been able to you know whether he's the number one guy on it a like a 1b a shared guy you know other than no. other than when he was playing with lebron who, other than when he had the ultimate uh, team the, player <laughs> well the ultimate guy who's both like right, that's right, why LeBron right. is so like you know right. that's why that's why LeBron is in the conversation for like greatest basketball player of all time because he yeah. is skilled and he also approaches basketball with that that other mindset at you know sometimes to uh the detriment of his reputation not of his teams or of the performance right. of them but of his reputation of like passing the ball or taking what the defense gives him instead of like forcing the issue. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, kind of the same with like Wilt, you know, skill wise, what couldn't Wilt do? He's one yeah. of the most skilled basketball players of all time, but you know, doesn't, what does he have? Two championships? One, two. two. He's got one, two. one with the yeah, Lakers and one with snuck, Philly. Snuck one at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the only times that he really won was when he took a backseat to a certain extent. Well, not not a backseat, but like when he sacrificed and played a little more team ball. Yeah, mm, the only time when he, he didn't won. when he didn't try to do everything himself. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie's the new Wilt. God, don't say that. Don't say that. But maybe, maybe I don't know. I mean, in terms of like, yeah. Just in just, that, just, just in that, preternaturally like skilled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like Wilt's got that. Like Wilt's like the hardest player of, uh, like, for me at least to 
like judge or to rank or to like say mm-hmm. where say where he ranks because like comparatively to everybody else he was playing against he's like decades ahead of them like he's sure. like somebody who like you know skill wise and like size wise and like things that he could do athletically and w- w- he should Pretty have been much playing him any era he should have been playing in the 80s and he's playing again like he's the ultimate like guys he was playing against just like physically were absolutely no match for him yeah um and then you know like except for bill russell and the celtics that you know what i mean well except for the celtics the team except for the celtics team that had you know many more many more skilled players than the teams that will was playing with yeah can i can i make a semi-blasphemous statement i always keenan I don't think Bill Russell b- belongs in any top 10 conversation. I really don't. That's I really don't. Top like, top 10? Top 10. That's a, I think I, you can make the argument he's not even the best player on his team. That's a really tough. That's a really tough. I mean, I think I used to agree with you and I don't think I agree with you anymore. I think I he's do, I he's don't. a leader. I think he's a top 10 figure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basketball. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's a top 10 individual basketball player. I just don't. I don't. Okay. Okay. I yes. top 10 career. Would sure. I put him, would I put, would I put him on my top 10 best basketball players list? No. Would I put him on my top 10 greatest basketball players list? Yes. Yeah, but he's going to he be, would, he's, he's certainly going to be in the bottom five for me. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't he's, make my best basketball players list, but he would make my greatest. Yeah. Yeah, but it's probably like seven, seven to ten for me. Yeah, it's very funny, you know, because everybody talks about his rings and everything like that. But like, don't all the players who were on all those Celtics teams have that many rings as well? There's a there's a bunch of like that whole team is in how many is in the Hall of Fame? How many dudes have ten rings because they were on those teams? You know, but everybody's like, like, oh, Russell's got what is it like 12 and 13 years or something like that, or like 11 and 13 uh, years? 11, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, so do every, so does everybody else on those teams. They all yeah. have, you know, maybe he was, <laughs> maybe like, uh, you know, most of them have eight to eight, yeah, to I was say eight or nine or something. There's, you know? there's mi- minimum seven. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, you know, if you're, if your entire roster is it, like, well, for, first off, I, the rings argument, I don't think you can you can't talk about rings until the greater expansion of the league. Like it's fantastic that you were winning. If you so, win a 16 team league, it's not as impressive. I'm sorry. So, it's just not. Six, there's six guys. So Russell had eleven, Sam Jones had ten, Havelcheck has eight, Tommy Heinsom has eight. Casey Jones has eight. Tom Sanders has eight. Tom, Sa- who the hell is Tom Sanders? He's a guy who lived probably in probably Boston. a Hall of Famer. He's a guy who lived in Boston for eight years, and he has more <laughs> rings than Michael Jordan. He's like a he's a mailman, and he just happened to not get traded or hurt for eight seasons. So he's you'll got know, eight rings. You'll know who Satch Sanders is. Satch six 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 Tommy Satch Sanders. Hall of Famer. He's got eight rings. Coached at Harvard, actually, after retirement. Good for him. No all-star appearances. Of course not. 
He was the eighth overall pick in round one of the 1960 NBA draft. He he just he lucked into eight rings. Yeah, you you just happened to play in Boston. He was a all defensive second team, one time. Sure, but like, okay, what does that mean? How many teams are in the league at that point? What does that mean? Yeah, you were you were in the top. 15% of defenders in the league at that point. Like, oh, all right, great. Good for you. I, and, and I'm not saying this to like diminish these people, but yes. like, I, I'm just saying like 11 rings doesn't mean as much when you only had to win two rounds of the playoffs. Yeah. No, that's yes, that's very true. It's just, it's just not the same for me. So like, I, yeah, you know, there's I, eight I, teams in the league. There are, there's only eight teams there you go so winning a championship not nearly as hard yeah oh the sixers can't make it out of the second round of the playoffs they're in the finals every <laughs> year. exactly like so and and like again as a figure in in the nba i i think you know bill russell understood the role that his team needed him to play Yes. Yeah. And played that role. But like my man couldn't really shoot a jump shot. He was not an offensive threat, really. Um, outside of just being athletic. Like, I don't know. Wilt Wilt can translate. I don't think Bill Russell can translate. Maybe defensively. Maybe. I think, I think he could translate as a I think he could play. I think he could he play. couldn't stay on the floor now. No, you don't think at all. JaVale, J- JaVale McGee is gonna is gonna give him trouble. I mean, he's like, I don't know, skill skills wise, you know, I'm like the is he like a guy who just like yeah, he's like just like so he in today's game he's such a liability on offense, and he would just be like just be like a hustle defensive player, you know. Well, because like okay, everyone everyone talks about yes, like Bill beat Will. Wilt averaged uh, 29 and 29 mm-hmm. against yeah. Bill Russell. 29 yeah. and 29. Yeah, the team, the, the Celtics beat Wilt. That's absurd. Yeah. But I mean, almost averaged 30 and 30 against you. You're not guarding him. You may have been you may have been like a defensive terror against the rest of the league. It but wasn't Keenan, against Wilt. But Keenan, Wilt was averaging fifty against everybody else. <laughs> so that's so fair. really yeah. so really Russell held him to, to twenty points under his average. You know, let's spin yeah. the narrative that way. Sure. Russell sure. Russell held Wilt to twenty points per game under his average. God. I mean, to, to be fair. Bill himself averaged 24 rebounds against yeah. Wilt. Oh, it was a different, it was a different, uh, it was a different pace time. was a little different. <laughs> they were missing pace was different. They were missing a lot of shots, I think. Yeah. I yeah. think they were just, I don't think they had their jump shot for him down yet. <laughs> I want to know what, I, I want to know what the, uh, I don't know, because maybe they were, I, yeah, I'm sure it's skewed because they're probably doing more close to the basket shots. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I'm so, so yeah. there's some sort of, yeah some sort of like way to adjust it for like pace slash, I guess like, I guess the, effective, the lane I guess was effective smaller, shooting maybe. percentage, maybe. 
I guess. I guess. It's like a way to, I don't know, but there weren't three-point shots, so that so that doesn't really, because everything's a two, so. But then there's all the stories of like, oh, like Russell's like, oh, yeah, no, I just I used to let him score. Yeah. So uh-huh. that he uh that he wouldn't try as hard on defense. He was defense. like rope-a-dope well, again. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's a net. It's a net zero. So like he was trying to I mean, rope guess, dope him I guess or something. That works. <laughs> I guess I guess that works. I guess the math works out on that. If you're like, oh right, I had the better team. Yeah. So if you, sac- you sacrifice. That's something that yourself. you can do if you just have the if you just have the hands down better team overall. Yeah. yeah. So good good on good on Bill for letting himself get abused. Just being on a better team to the tune of twenty nine and twenty nine a game. Uh slandering, yeah. a, slandering a great. No, but I have all the respect in the world for Bill Russell. Of course, again, great figure. I, I, I would say to me, uh, Russell is to the NBA as Pac is to hip hop. Like they're more important as an idea yeah. than they are actually as an individual contributor. Yeah, it's your just your it's just your Philadelphia bias showing. <laughs> I mean, I am sitting here staring at a, a bobblehead of Wilt, but you know, I it's it's just your Overbrook. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, I can't help it. My Overbrook bias. Oh, Keenan, as always, it's been wonderful talking to you for this always always this hour of my week. Uh. And and thank you all for listening, for being part of this one-sided, one-sided <laughs> conversation. It can't be a two-sided conversation. All you need yeah. to do is, is comment, send us a message, yeah. send us a "Hey, love the episode." Uh, yeah. Uh, send us a send us your love of Bill. Ru- Nobody listening to this loves Bill Russell. Nobody's yeah, going to hardcore. I, I mean, not. It, 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 they're all going to feel similarly to us. I believe yeah. nobody's going to yeah. come after us. Who's a regular listener of, the, of this program? Yeah, I don't know if there's a, a Russ a Russell Stan out there that's listening. Um, and if you, you know, are, I don't like your team. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, no. sorry. I'm not sorry. No one, no, no <laughs> one should like any team from Boston. <laughs> that's what I say. You know where to find us. Follow, uh, follow Keenan and I on Instagram. Follow the show on Instagram, and follow your heart. Uh, everywhere in life except for to Boston, Massachusetts. Do not go there. <laughs> it, I've had nice times in that city. But... It's fine. It's fine. Everything around it's fine. 